Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Phantom Podcast. Today, I decided I'm actually going to have a co-host. This is Billy, and Dylan, why don't you say hi, everybody? Hello. Wow, that's really enthusiastic, but there's that a lot is. of... What? I said it is. It is. Fantastic. Um... This week, there was a lot of news in the world of the XFL. Uh, the results, basically, were put on YouTube. The initial video was taken down, and now there have been mobile videos that have been put up, and at least this time they have stayed up by the league uh, in terms of rule changes that are a possibility. And I put my initial reactions on Twitter, and this is the first time you're ever going to hear Dylan talk about this. And we'll have a special yep. announcement in the show regarding the co-host position. But first up, Dylan, let's get into this. The five-yard halo on the punt return that's adopted from the CFL. I think it will help the uh, kick kick return team, well, the punt return team, excuse me, because they'll have time for their blockers to get back there and block while the ball's in the air. And this guy is going to be able, he won't be a lot of fair catch, but he'll be able to take off with the, the ball and go off there. I don't know what you think about that, but that's my opinion. One thing I don't understand is is the five-yard halo going to stay there after he catches it, or is it gone as soon as he catches the ball? I'm pretty sure it's gone as soon as he catches the ball because that'd be. I'm pretty sure if you think about that, that'd be a guaranteed touchdown any time, unless somebody would magically sneak through the five-yard halo and flash speed and tackle him. No, I mean I didn't know if like, he could like catch it and then stay in that five-yard circle as long as he wanted to. Like the circle didn't move around him. It's just. He can move within that circle. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to end as soon as he catches the ball. But I think you agree with me. It helps the kick, re- the punt return team. Excuse me. I keep saying kick return. I, I don't see a point in it because if somebody's running to get the tackle, he wouldn't have much time to recover after catching the ball, anyways. If they only have to run five yards after he catches it. Yeah, I see that point, but I just think that you'll have, like, the blockers will be down there. The, the punt team is going to have a hard time getting down there. They're going to have to fight blockers who basically will be set up already on the punt return team with a guy who is going to get a five-yard head start, basically. I think they should just leave it the way the NFL has it. We're trying to make the play playable. They don't want a fair catch every time. But you don't always get that in the NFL. They want to make every time you get a run out, and maybe you'll get some excitement. They're just trying to make it more excitable while protecting the players, though. I don't know. I think think they might just start kneeing it as soon as they catch it. See, that's a possibility, too. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying they're trying to make it more of a possibility they could run out of the time. I feel like the players would just find a way around it. Uh, the next thing it is, and for both of us just finished our senior years of high school, offensive linemen, the co-host is better than me, just, just to be clear in terms of that. Uh, however, the proposed test rule that linemen, or at least offensive linemen, I don't know if it's both or not, but at least offensive linemen cannot get down into a three-point stance was being tested last week in Mississippi in the junior colleges. And I, as a lineman, I just see that as nature. 
to put that get in a three. I don't know what uh, Dylan. What do you think of that? I don't know why you'd not let him get down in a three because it's always lowest man wins. And whatever you. It's not really any player your... safety though either. There's not really any player safety. I mean, the line. If you look at it, how many people you see getting like crazy head injuries up on the line? So that's that's what I'm trying to think. Why are you trying to? It's not really going to help anything. Yeah, because you don't get like a full force run, and then you hit. You're already there, and you just kind of take a step forwards. And really, it's just about getting the leverage to be able to push. It's not really that hard of a hit initially. So it wouldn't help with – I don't think it will help with safety a lot. It's just – I think – I don't even know what they're trying to do. You'd want to be able to let your lineman put an arm down on the ground because the lowest man always wins. That's exactly. I, there's no point to that. That's one I don't get the XFL. Now, this is testing out. I don't think it will come to fruition, but if it does, I don't see the point as of right now on that. And staying with the line, you've got the one-yard neutral zone proposal that is being floated around by XFL, where there is a full yard of a neutral zone now that the defense, I assume the defense cannot cross, if I'm being right, because neutrals and now football it's basically the line of scrimmage but now yard i see now this somewhat out player safety maybe again it's the line no uh direct head-to-head impact usually coming off the ball again i think it helps the offense because they'll have time to get set up especially if it's a pass play with a one-yard neutral zone yeah that's definitely gonna help the offense because it'll give them time to react to the snap of the ball and get ready to block. I mean, yeah. Um, a lot of people probably going to think, what does the yard matter on the line? Trust me, it does matter a lot on the line. That giving that yard advantage to the offense on the pass plays, especially. Yeah, because it slows that defense down enough that you can see and like process what's going on. Because whenever you're up close, since the ball snapped, they're right there in your face and it's hard to get you have to have a quicker reaction, have a good block. And whenever they're a yard away, you can help prepare for that good block better. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, what am I saying? Yeah, I agree with you on that. I just don't, That's another rule I don't think would help. That's definitely a anti-defense. Uh, that's definitely a anti-defense rule there, like I said already. The next yeah. rule, the first touchdown in XFL history a double forward pass not in XFL history, in the test games history uh, Dylan, I know you're a little bit more of a traditionalist, what do you think about the double forward pass? I'm not even sure what you're talking about with a double forward pass I think they get rid of it I don't even know what you're talking about with that, though. Like, like what two forward passes, like catch and then throw it again. It was in the XFL. I'm oh. pretty sure it said that. It pretty, it's pretty sure it said the first touchdown in the test game was a double forward pass. I don't know. I didn't even watch the test game. Well, nobody watched the test game. But I'm saying double forward pass was it. That is a little weird, double forward pass. Yeah, that is strange. 
But that's not going to happen, I don't think. But maybe like for excitement, I don't know. That's one of those I'm not really into about. Uh, that's just, that's the, I quickly mentioned that because that's the last debate we'll probably the least debate we're going to have on this. Um, next up, the uh, tw- the play clock goes down to 25 seconds from the 30 second play clock or 30 second play clock. Honestly, that gets more offensive plays. That's, that definitely fits into the league's catchphrase, less stall, more ball. I think for the XFL, I don't know how you think about the rule, but overall, in terms of the league's message, that definitely fits in for it. Yeah, that'll definitely speed up the game. Because most teams normally run it clear to the end of the play clock. And if you cut five seconds off that, that's five seconds off every play that you're going to speed the game up. Yeah, I mean, maybe we have, maybe that's a good idea. I don't know. Uh, next up, um, don't want to get this reference. In our football practices, we had a thing called Turbo where we would run down the field with the starters and everything. And we would have a coach who would always spot the ball basically as soon as the play was over. Basically, XFL wants to do this. They're going to have a new official, a designated ball spotting official, in order to get the plays or at least get the play clock moving quicker so that the offense is forced to get up on the line. Uh, I want to know what you think about that one. They'll definitely be recruiting a whole of better conditioned players because that'll make them tired pretty quick to play a game in turbo. Well, That'd be well rough. sort of. Sort of. You show the play clock, but you mean like that kid ball spawning official get that ball spawning quick. Yeah, it'll be a whole lot faster than what it is now. Way faster pace game, and it's like practice for us. It was like practice for us, but we didn't, we didn't do it that much. I don't know. Maybe they'll probably work on imagining. I'll probably work on it a lot. Yeah, that'll that'll probably change because to play a whole game that way, you'd have to be really well conditioned. And I don't think there's enough good athletes out there that are conditioned good enough, especially when you're talking about the line. About line. Well, they're big. They're going to train them. When they get these players through the – when they pick the players out of this XFL draft, what the heck they're going to do? They're going to get these players on these eight teams, and I imagine they're going to they're train and condition harder than probably some most professional football teams would do now considering the pace that the XFL wants to have. I didn't catch part of that because my phone messed up, so you're going to have to repeat yourself. The, the, when these players get on these eight teams in the XFL, they're going to condition harder than most professional football teams would, at least theoretically, because of how fast-paced this game is going to be. Definitely, because in the NFL, there's plenty of time to take a break, catch a breath. You always see the linemen up there sticking their arms up, trying to catch their breath, and they have more time already. So I think probably you're going to see a little bit thinner linemen that can catch their breath quicker and don't lose it as fast. Or, or you get some pretty good conditioned bigger guys. Those are harder to both come sides, across. Both sides, of the ball. both sides of the ball, though. Yeah, it'd have to be both sides of the ball. And conditioning is going to matter. This is probably the league where conditioning is going to matter the most, just based on the pace of play that's going to happen. I yeah. I can flatly say that. It's going to matter a lot. A lot more NFL. A lot yeah. more CFL or anything like that. 
Uh, next up, me and Dylan did talk about this before. It is the getting rid of the kick and the new test. Now, as right now, they tested getting rid of the extra point and having what they're calling a tiered extra point, where if you go from the two where the ball is usually from on extra point, you would only get one point and the offense running the play. Two points if you go from the three, not from the three, from the five, excuse me, and three points you go from the 15. Now, I said on uh, the XFL Fan Zone Twitter that you're going to see a lot of people going for that two from the, those two points from the five unless they are desperate for three points or if it's in a blowout situation. Um, Dylan, I think, I think you should easily agree with that. If not, you tell me why it's not right. Yeah, because it wouldn't make sense to go for one whenever you can just back up two yards to get an extra point. But to back up another 10 yards, just get another point, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it made no sense. Maybe they should. Maybe it should be from the two you get one, from the five you get two, and from the seven to the eight you get three. But I can't imagine if you want a lot of teams going for three points, you can't put that back far from the fifteen. Maybe even the ten would be too much. The ten would make more sense, but also you would think it helped like passing dominated teams. You would think it'd pretty much just be a huge advantage for them to have it that close. Yeah, but is it the risk, though? I, I don't know. I mean, if you need three points late in the game, obviously go from the 15-yard line, but that's going to be easy to like, prevent coverage from the defense. That's going to prevent play every time. But yeah. if you're in a blowout, I can imagine – if there's blowouts, I imagine the teams are going to go from the, for the one point from the two. Now, see, I disagree with that. So you think in blocks they're going to run up? They're going to go for the two-pointer just because it's one extra point? Just because it's not that big of a difference in yardage. Because the ball is just about in the same spot. So why not? See, that's fine. That's a good idea. I, I, I get what you're saying there, but I just think different. Maybe I'll be – you're probably right, though. Actually, when you think about that, yeah, you're probably right. It's one of the extra point though. I just said the blowout things because you know blowouts you don't want to run up the score too much. That's that's what. Yeah, that's true too. This is one extra point. I think, you know, I'm thinking like with the whole like five and ten, maybe it's like a six, like a turn for a touchdown or something, but it's not. So I might be wrong on that. And then there is the new kickoff, which is uh, the AAF is getting rid of the kickoff. Wow. The XFL is parading a new, uh, how you call it, as they call it, the a low-impact kickoff, where kickoff and kickoff return teams would only be separated five yards apart, which I think, theoretically, before we even get into this, would ban the offside, because in current football, you would have to kick a ball 10 yards to count as a kick on an onside for any contact the ball to be had. So, does that ban the onside? I don't know if it would or not. I think they would just change the rules for onside kicks. I don't know. I don't really understand moving it up five yards, making them five yards five closer. Yards, the teams only, have the teams only be separated by five yards. What is it? Having the team separated by five yards. Yeah. 
Yeah, who you trying to say? You said it to me before. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't, don't know. I feel they, like they don't want. Gonna... Have. They don't want the kickoff is the most dangerous play in football. Yeah, I, I'd probably agree with that. Because you have people running down. Everybody's running down the field. Everybody's trying to get a free open zone block, and you got kick return who's trying to run it back, and everybody's get trying. Everybody's trying to let somebody else out of the play. That's why. The kickoff has been so reviled, especially by concussion experts at this point. And having this low-impact system keeps the kickoff, which has been a fundamental part of the game, forever, while keeping the players safe in the field. This league values player safety. They're not like the NFL. They're not going to like try to make sure nobody knows the truth or put it under study that hardly gets ever finished. The XFL is taking these steps now, and the kickoff, they're going to try to fix the kickoff to keep having it. I don't think – I might be wrong, but I wouldn't think that five yards would be that much of a lower impact. Well, it, it keeps the players together. They're not going to be running in much more open zone. They're not going to be running in like 10, 20 yards open space. So they're going to be within five yards of each other, and they're going to initiate contact quicker in the open there, and that – close down open area. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure it would... I think the kickoff's still going to stay up as the most dangerous, though. I'm not saying it's not going to be, but I'm just... That's what I'm thinking. That's their purpose, is to try to make sure that you have lower the area they could really bang each other up to or with. Yeah. That's the purpose of that. Don't ask me. That's why I think it is. And I think it's a good idea. I mean, why not try? I mean, the kickoff is under threat right now. You got to think about that. The kickoff in the NFL, at the current pace the current rules are, probably gets thrown out over concussions. At some point, it's been rumored every once in a while the NFL is going to throw it out. Why not try to see if we can make the kickoff safer? Yeah, I guess trying anything to keep it in the game would help because – if you do get, they're rare, but whenever they return kickoff or touchdown, that's a an exciting moment in the game. You just don't want to get rid of part of that excitement because the XFL is really wanting a good game. They are, and I think most of these are going to favor the offense. They want, I'm assuming they want high scoring because you got to think the kickoff return team with only a five yard separation is going to be able to see where these guys are going to be at quick. They're not going to yeah. the kickoff team is not going to be able to break down the field. No, not as much, at least. So that's what I'm thinking. Now, the, I got clarification before we go on the next subject. One more thing on the rule change: possible the testing the the rules test or whatever the heck they're going. I can't talk right now. Um, the clarification on the double forward pass, as I try to say is that it's going to be unlimited forward passes behind the line of scrimmage was being tested in Mississippi uh, last week. Um, I think that's just, that's fine with me. I mean, pass can happen behind the line of scrimmage. That don't really count. That don't really matter to me. I find it rare that you're going to have, like, three passes behind the line of scrimmage anyway in the first place, so. Yeah, because after the first pass behind the line of scrimmage and that guy hangs back, 
you would think that they'd realize that they're going for another pass. Defense would be watching out at that point. Yeah, because if they try that once, they'll probably want to do it more. And if they see receivers starting to hang back, then they'll probably just stay there and cover. So whenever they go to get a pass, they're already there in position to make tackle. So, out of all those rule changes, I think my favorite one probably – I I think it could be the punt return because it already worked and it's allowed the punts to possibly go for longer. Um, I think the least favorite one I like probably is the lineman cannot get down. At least offensive lineman came down in the three-point stance. I, I don't know what your favorite one is. You know, I'm not really sure what my favorite one is. Oh. Uh, the lineman yeah, recommendation. not being able to get down is probably the worst one. Yeah, but that's like probably that. also because we're linemen and we're used to going down in three and it seems like an advantage and you wouldn't want to take that advantage away. Is there, is there any ones you like, like right now? Like The punting one might be the best out of them. But I don't know. They all seem weird. They all seem weird, do you? Yeah. They could. Now, let's move off the rules changes for now and get into uh, the suggestion that XFL commissioner, the commish, as they would say, Oliver Luck went on a – I don't know what interview it was because he was doing like 20 billion interviews this week. Um, could have been the one on Sports Business Radio that he did suggested the uh, open tryouts could happen in the XFL. And I think it's a great idea to do this. And I think they should make it more public than any. Now, professional leagues do this. Before I do this, professional leagues do this. In, like, every sport, teams do it by themselves. But I think they should make it a big deal because have a spring football league, I think they need as much publicity as they can, even though they've been around before. But it's not been a good taste. The XFL in 2001 was a horrible failure. No offense to any XFL fans there, but it was. Now, they did have some great things, but the whole circus of the league was a failure. That's what I'm trying to say. They need some publicity out there. They need to get fans everywhere excited about the XFL. And trying out for the XFL, I think, would give some juice to the league. I don't know what you think about that. That's my opinion. I think that... Mostly, the XFL is starting over because I'm pretty sure most people don't even remember the XFL. Like, I know my parents, they don't remember what the XFL was. They don't remember it at all, ever being a thing. So, uh, the open tryouts would definitely help make them more public and more people would know about them because that would just be something different. And people would start talking about that and it'd give good publicity for the XFL. Another thing, and plus, I mean, you have that story. Somebody's going to make it probably out of these. I would imagine. I don't know. You have a lot of college players and everybody trying to try out. So maybe, yeah. maybe there won't be any usual fans that might come back or something. Maybe there will be no, as the XFL put on Twitter, account, Vince Papalis, if you haven't seen the movie Invincible, Vince Papalis played for the Eagles back in the day, coming off open tryout. But why not? I mean, that would bring some juice. That'd be a whole lot different than what the NFL is because 
the NFL, they always talk about, like, what school they came from, then they show old highlights and everything. But, like, that Vince Papali in that movie, they wouldn't have anything like that for that guy. So, and I'm sure there's people out there that can do it. I mean, I wouldn't, ima- I wouldn't imagine that. Uh, I think it's really infamous week, actually, XFL. Um, also, there is a Forbes article out there suggesting, you know, AAF versus XFL, Spring Football Wars, which I'm not really to go that far yet. I mean, neither have kicked off yet. Uh, and then you have to think about this. The AAF kicks off the week after the Super Bowl this year. The XFL does not kick off to the week after the Super Bowl next year. And it'll be interesting to see what the AAF puts their season next year if they make it to a second year. Some leagues don't make it to a second year. But it'll be interesting to see if they go for direct competition with the XFL. And the Spring League, they will at some point, but it just depends. Probably that start date is when really determines that. I don't know what you think about this whole thing. You probably don't really even... Yeah, I don't. No comment, I guess. No comment, I guess. You're not. I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't really heard anything about the AAF. Yeah, I. You're right. I haven't heard really anything about him, and I think that's what's going to hurt him is that not a lot of people has probably not heard of him. They're not as big as the NFL is, so it's well. Obviously, it's a first year league too. Yeah, they're just starting up, so it'd be hard for him to get a second year in, probably. That's what I'm saying. Well, already has the buzz in the first time. And, like, that's not Yeah. From well, the people that do remember it. Yeah. Well, that is it for this week, actually. And I know that we're not going, like, a full 40-minute podcast, you know. Because, you know, we don't have that much to talk about yet. I'm pretty sure... I think you'll agree. When we start getting team names, we start getting people who might be on the team. We'll have longer episodes, breaking down a lot more stuff about players and everything. And I'm sure they'll agree with that. Now, yeah, it'd be more to talk about. Uh, now, here's an announcement for this thing. I'm going to try to have a. Uh, if you remember when Kelly Ripa, I forget it was either when she lost Regis Philbin or Michael Strahan, whatever which one was. Having a bunch of try to have a good bit of co hosts on the show, and then we'll have a vote on the XFL fans on Twitter page. Uh, that determines who is the co host. Dylan is the first one. Dylan, do you want to say anything to the audience who's going to watch this on iTunes and Google Play? Hopefully, you know, it gets big this week, you know, breakout week as to why you should be the permanent co host of the XFL Van Zone podcast. I have no reasons, but all I can say is vote Dylan for the best co-host. That, that's pretty simple. And that's pretty simple uh, reasoning there, I guess. You know, he did say no reasons. However, we'll try to get some of my other guys on the on uh, co-host some weeks, and then at the end of it, we will have a final vote, and whoever wins that vote will be a permanent co-host, even though it would not surprise me if people who have lost would come back at some point, obviously, especially as you get closer to the season and have more to talk about. But follow me on Twitter, all caps, XFL Fan Zone 2. We will talk about, I have constant XFL updates. I try to get constant XFL updates on the Twitter. Um, and hopefully you will listen to this podcast. We're on iTunes now. Anchor, obviously, where we started at and spread out. They do it for us for free. Thank you, Anchor, for that. Uh, iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, here on Anchor. Uh, I think it was pod, open podcast or something like that, whatever. But we got we got on the big, which still trying, still trying to get on TuneIn. 
However, well, it might take some time, I guess, at this point, since we haven't gone there yet. Well, as that, uh, I'm Barnett. He is Dylan. You want to say you want to say bye to everybody? Goodbye. And that is this week on the XFFSM podcast. Hopefully, we'll have somebody new next week taking the co-host spot because you know people's schedules are everything. And have a happy week ahead. See ya.